Big D Entertainment, in association with Dipsy Doodle Productions, presents the Dave Holly Hour. Brought to you by TJS Ceramic Studio, Posh Boutique in the Bridges at 57, The Sky and Tea, Excel Chiropractic, Quality Nails, Jesse Moffat Entertainment, and the Sioux Falls Arts Council. The Dave Holly Hour features Sioux Empire Arts and Entertainment Conversations. A true lover of arts, entertainment, good food, and fun times, including an occasional Jack Daniels. Okay, so a few Jack Daniels. Here he is, Dave Holly. Thank you so much, Zach. Perfect intro number 194. That's right, countdown is now only six weeks until we hit number 200. That and the fourth anniversary coming up in October as well. We will have something special planned, trust me. Meanwhile, back at the podcast Ponderosa, in a few minutes we will hear from another Sioux Falls Arts Council artist microgrant recipient, visual artist Emilia Van Ert. Then we'll hear from SFAC Executive Director Kellen Boyce as we talk more about this microgrant and the Arts Awards coming up next Tuesday. Later in the show, we talk to Melissa Bentley about her own Art of Melgene, as well as the designs she does for wearable LGBTQ art with Queen on the scene. But first, let's pop the cork on this bubbly little show. Time to grab your favorite beverage, lift it high, and toast it to being Thursday, a.k.a. Weekend Eve. Hey, the weekend isn't around the corner, it's here! So long, hump day in your frumpy way. We say hello to Thursdays with opening nights. The weekend is near and we can see the bright lights. Yes, Thursday, you're so hearty. We can't wait for Friday. So a day early, we start the party. Whatever you may be drinking, whatever you may be drinking it out of it, wherever and whenever, lift them high to arts education. Yeah, as we're in this whole back-to-school mode, may it never become a back-burner budget item. The hours upon hours that students put in for visual arts, music, drama, dance, etc., it's long and intense, just like athletics. Those that teach them, they stay equally busy, not just instructing the groups, but also the individual student lessons and attention that they give them. Those teachers and students all deserve our attention as arts lovers. Weekend Eve Toast to Arts Education. The Weekend Eve Toast is brought to you by The Sky and Tea. The Sky provides all caps fun. That is best had with friends. Have fun playing darts, shooting pool, have fun listening to great live music from local musicians, or have fun singing karaoke, such as I did at a birthday party last weekend. Need some extra room to hold a company party or maybe a benefit? The Sky's back room fits the bill. No matter what's going on at the Sky, it's local and it's lively. What tickled Dave's fancy bone gave him a big smile this past week? Well, congratulations to five local playwrights that were chosen to have their works read for this year's premiere premieres at the Premier Playhouse. Lee Spencer, Hope Dunkel, Aviana Steen, Sarah Manson, and Richard Swanson now wait a few weeks for the judges' results to find out which two plays 
will be chosen to become fully produced next February. Good luck to all. Later on, we hear from LGBTQ artist Melissa Bentley. Before that, we talk to Sioux Falls Arts Council Executive Director Kellen Boyce. Up next, we hear from SFAC artist, microgrant recipient, Emilia Van Ert on the Dave Holly Hour. Are you an artist? Need some funding to further your art? There's a great opportunity for you through a Sioux Falls Arts Council program. The Artist Micro Grant Program gives away several micro grants to local artists, no matter what art discipline you're in. Unlike more traditional grants, a micro grant is very easy to apply for. Go to artssuefalls.org. If you haven't done so yet, create a listing on the artist directory, which is beneficial in its own way. Then go to the Artist Micro Grants page and apply online. The process is simple. Find out more about the Sioux Falls Arts Council as well online at artssuefalls.org. Oh, welcome back, everybody. Yeah, I know it's a broken record, but I try to say it in a little different pitch, a little different tone every time. But it is always such a pleasure to talk about Sioux Empire Arts and Entertainment and it's been so fun over the past few weeks, and this is going to continue on a weekly basis for talking about Sioux Falls Art Council's Artist Microgrants, a fantastic thing that helps out not only people that do art for part-time, but people that do art full-time. And we're here to talk about that today with Emilia Van Ert. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Glad to hear that. I'm doing well, thank you. And uh, I know that uh, you applied and re you received a artist micro grant yes what did it mean to you to get one of those um so i had been working on this project for three years i put in so much money into it and it was really personal to me about my struggles with bipolar disorder mm -hmm. and i was never able to finish that project and so with this grant i was able to um first off get premiere pro to edit it but also i live off of my commissions pretty much mm -hmm. and i was able to take a break from commissions to teach myself premiere pro and finally get it edited and finish my project yeah because uh, premiere pro that's a that's a toughie yes <laughs> and it yes. takes a little bit to get used to it <laughs> so forth so what did the video include then um i worked with a lot of different artists and i hand selected them based on their talent um it was music dancing and visual art um and it was just about my struggles with bipolar disorder and all these people were so excited to help me make this you know amazing piece of artwork and i'm so thankful to them um and yeah it's just I'm really thankful to the Arts Council that I was able to finish this project. And, you know, here's the thing. Uh, you know, we, we like to ask, you know, what would you tell somebody that's thinking about getting mm -hmm. a micro-grant? Uh, and it's it's very, very simple. You know, it, it's perhaps in terms of getting grant money, the simplest grant you'll ever apply for. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's so simple. And, I mean, you can do anything with that money. The right. possibilities are endless. You can get art supplies. You can start a project. You can finish a project. You can, you're, you know, can take the time to finish something with that money. Yeah, which was the case for yourself yes. then, uh, because not only, uh, you know, you needed it in, in terms of the time, yes. uh, but also, you know, physical 
things that had taken place that you needed to have some supplemental income to get along the way. And so that, uh, obviously, you know, we say to get along the way, but it actually went a long way for you, didn't it? Oh, yes, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, so tell us about your artwork then. Um, about that project or about about just... your projects in general then okay. so people get an idea of what some of this money's going to when it means that you know we're giving it for supplemental income yeah. or you know something that we don't just go oh somebody needed some paint and some brushes gotcha yeah, yeah. um so with this project like normally i'm a painter i do oil paintings and sometimes i do drawings mm-hmm and that's how I make my money. A lot of it's from commissions. Um, I do like portraiture and flowers, stuff like that. Um, but with this project, it has been worked on for three years. Yeah. I, I mean, I put thousands of dollars into it. Um, Probably and thousands so, of holler, hours um, as well. Yes, <laughs> yes. It was it was so intense and um, it was such a long process, like painting all this furniture to go into the... <laughs> project like it was crazy i have piles and piles of furniture in my small one bedroom apartment i had to like <laughs> climb over couches and stuff to get out of my place um but yeah the money just meant so much to me because everyone worked so hard on it and i hadn't been able to finish it so that people could see everyone's hard work and so that money just meant everything to me after three years <laughs> And as we mentioned, you are a full-time artist. Yes. So it was uh, almost kind of like having, you know, I, I don't mean make it uh, sound this way during the equation, but uh, it's almost like you had an insurance plan. Yes. Because of this. I, exactly. I could take the break from instead of because um, I live from, you know, commission mm-hmm. to commission pretty much. Instead of doing a commission for, you know, that week, I could take that off to learn the program and you know, finish this thing. So it means a lot. What got you into art? Um, I'm trying to think. So my mom is an artist. She Mm -hmm. was a painter. Um, and she actually went to Augustana university and I watched her paint growing up. I didn't actually get into it though until college for whatever reason. Um, I started off as a music major, then went to art my junior year um and i was a photographer i knew photoshop and that's kind of why i thought i could probably figure out premiere pro (laughs) even though it still took a while um and i kind of became known for doing these crazy photoshopped you know photos and was published and all this stuff and then um eventually i just needed something that took more time and focus and so i tried painting and i loved it and uh To be honest, I don't even know how I came up with this idea for this, you know, project, which I describe it kind of as like a moving comic book because the um, makeup was like comic booky. Okay. If that makes sense. Cartoonish. Um, Yes, exactly. And so was the furniture and set and everything. Um, I'm not sure how I came up with that idea, but I think I just really wanted to work with other artists in the community in a meaningful way. And that was my way of doing that. And because of that, I was able to meet all these people because I didn't know most of them. I just reached out randomly and everyone said, yes, you know, I would love to be a part of it. 
So I got lucky. <laughs> yeah, and uh, we find out so often on this show that we talk about, uh, you know, collaboration, yes. not competition. Exactly. Uh, and it's uh, so great to see how people will work with each other and help out each other. And yes. uh, that's a, a fantastic way to, uh, you know, definitely applaud what <laughs> takes a place in the arts in Sioux Falls. Yeah. Uh, and uh, by the way, I understand that uh, you are a um, one of the nominees for one of the arts awards too. I guess. Wow. I guess. Well, that's, that's great. Just yeah. Said, yeah. Okay. So well, that's so fantastic. Cool. Wish you the best. Thank you. Uh, but you in the too. Meantime, well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if we're same category. I or, have no or idea. Any, anything like that, we'll find out. Yeah. Um, but uh, it, it's great talking to you, and uh, yeah. it's easy to see that the passion uh, that you have for art is yeah. definitely heartfelt. So, uh, like you, you said, so that project that you were working on was a very personal piece to you. Do you find that um, your pieces become personal regardless? Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, just based on what I'm going through at the moment, because, mm -hmm. I mean, I, I have bipolar disorder, so I have highs and lows, right. and it's, it's kind of, it's really yeah. hard. It's a struggle every single day living with this, and, um, and so, yeah, you, I think you can see that in most of my pieces, honestly. Yeah. yeah, but they they apparently go well uh, <laughs> because you're you're making the living off of it. Yes. Yeah, but uh, obviously you want people to also uh, make your living a little bit better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so if uh, if someone wanted to uh, take a look at your art, uh, do you have a website that, that they'd be able to go to, or what's what's the best way to find out what Emilia's art style is? <laughs> Well, um, I pretty much post most of my stuff on Facebook and okay. I have a lot of followers on there. Um, but if you really are interested in the bipolar, you know, project, mm -hmm. like and everyone that was involved in it, I would suggest going on Facebook because it's it's almost right up there with uh -huh. all my other stuff. So and where can they find you on Facebook then? What's it? Under? Amelia Vanner. OK. Yep. You want to spell that out for people? Yeah. E-M-I-L-I-A. And then B-A-N space E-R-T. All right. Fantastic. Well, great talking with you. Congratulations on, uh, you know, first of all, the micro grant that you received, Thank but you also so for, for being a nominee. I mean, that means people appreciate what you're doing then. Thank you so much. And thank you for having me on oh, your, my, your podcast. Yeah, my pleasure. Yeah. And uh, sometime down the line, we'll probably do a full uh, segment with it instead of cool. just yeah. the, these micro grant ones. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Sounds, Sounds good. good. Thank you so much. And uh, we will be back with more of the Dave Holly Hour in just a moment. Check out the new ceramic studio in Sioux Falls, conveniently located off Kiwanis Avenue on 5th Street. TJS Ceramics. We have thousands of classic vintage ceramic mold items and several new items too. TJS Ceramics offers classes through the Sioux Falls Community Education Program and special open studio nights every Thursday evening. Bisque, studio time, or finished custom items are available. Visit TJS Ceramics Studio in Sioux Falls today. Helping women feel empowered and confident is what Posh Boutique at the Bridges at 57th does while supplying high quality clothing that fits your lifestyle, personality, and price point. Whether you want comfy and cozy, casual attire, or something for a special occasion, Posh provides quality, selection, and value. They carry sizes extra small to 3X and have something appropriate for any age. Feel empowered and get confident. Posh Boutique at the Bridges at 57th. 
Ladies, when it's time to give your nails some love, get that extra special treatment from Quality Nails on South Minnesota Avenue in Sioux Falls. Manicures and pedicures that look great and make you feel fantastic. Zaya and Tony provide professional care for your hands and feet, whether you just want the basics or an extra special look with added flair. Oh, and guys, it's okay to treat yourself too. Quality Nails. Call for an appointment. 605-334-1463. It's the podcast that creatives in the Sioux Empire listen to so they can learn more about other creatives. It's the Dave Holly Hour. You got it. It's always great and a pleasure to talk about Sioux Empire Arts and Entertainment. Always great to have this lady on, too. And it's been a while since we've had her on, but not that we haven't been communicating for the past year, Kellen Boyce. Yes, yes, definitely (laughs) we've been been talking. (laughs) We have uh, been putting something together that now people are hearing all about the micro-grants. Yes. And and getting to hear what the fun stuff and unique things that people are using their money for to, to further their art. It is incredible. It's like kind of a mixed pot, right? Mm -hmm. There's people that are using it to purchase equipment, um, to buy software, to buy materials, to take classes. And I don't want to spoil it. I mean, there's just like everything under the sun that you could think of. And that's really the point of the micro grants is to support artists where they're at and for what they need the the funding for. Yeah. And it's uh, you can tell from the people we've already had on that they love it. Uh, and, and not just because they were recipients, but because of the actual program itself and what it can mean to all their other artist friends and, and uh, in the community as well. So, yeah, it, is it uh, as much as you thought it would be or better than you thought it would be? Oh, better, better. Yeah. I mean, I remember when we talked with uh, the Sioux Falls Area Community Foundation about this particular project, like the micro grants uh, to begin with, because they were the initial funders of mm-hmm. this program. And they had asked us if we thought we'd be able to find enough artists to, <laughs> to give the money out to. And I had no doubt that it wouldn't be a problem. Uh-huh. Um, but we had so many. I mean, to date, we have 350 applications Incredible. that have gone through we have funded over 80 plus of those mm. and it's just it's just an incredible thing and we're looking at i mean with the original funding along with some other additional funding that we have we're going to be able to fund this program till 2026 which is a big at deal at this point then mhm so wow. we're going to keep growing it and and just really identifying what the other needs are in the community and one of the things that we recognized just from the last year and a half is that a lot of artists are submitting for projects that are bigger than themselves. Mm. And so there's a component in there of a community funding thing that needs to happen. Right. So we would love artists to be able to apply for micro grants as individual artists, but also maybe for an additional funding or something that's a little higher amount than $500 mm-hmm. uh, to support community work. Uh, maybe mural work, maybe uh, workshops and classes that they're doing with other organizations that that are doing uh, different services in the community just seems like it's again, it's much bigger than just individual artists trying to supply uh, their own work. It's also about our community and building a stronger community, especially for the arts. Yeah. Well, as I told the today's guest, Amelia, it's like uh, um, it's nice for people that aren't necessarily in the arts and entertainment world to understand what artists need other mm-hmm. than just, oh, they want to buy some brushes and some yep. paints uh, and, and all the things that uh, are available 
for them to do so now. Yeah, and there's not a lot of funding for this. And particularly this funding is really important because we do it quarterly. Right. So um, some of the other funding that I think a lot of the artists are familiar with come from the state and they do that annually. And so it's not as revolving as this can be. And they can change their mind. Right. Mm -hmm. if, if one quarter they don't get the micro grant, they decide to change their application. They're more than welcome to do so. We'll just replace it. And and so it's been uh, just a, a really great way, a flexible way for artists to, you know, to do the funding thing. Uh, but it just makes more sense to us to do it in that way, because we realize like things change right over the course of a year. It can, you know, your ideas will change or artists get creative, right? <laughs> we hope they continue to do so they too. Do, yeah. But th this is one of the great ways that the people can is by having that uh, uh, availability of some supplemental income to help them out. Because I, I still think there's a great majority of this community uh, that don't know that we have so many in the arts and entertainment community mm -hmm. that do this as their living. Yeah, I mean, it's not... We'd like to grow that number, right? Mm -hmm. Where people could really rely on their arts for a full time for their continuous funding. But um, I think it's it is eye opening to see how many artists are doing it. I mean, you're getting close, Dave. I don't yeah. want to <laughs> not recognize that. I mean, just what you're doing here, supporting the arts. I think that there's a lot of artists that want to shift to that. So if the micro grants can help people get a, a leg up right. on that or to start that, uh, we are all about it. That's wonderful. All right. That's not the only thing we have to talk about, no. though. My goodness gracious. Coming up on the 29th. So that's next week. Wow. So quick. Uh, you've got kind of, and it's funny because it's going to be at the State Theater. And let's just say it's it's a bit of a double feature because we get a movie. Mm -hmm. uh, but then we also get awards yes. that we're going to talk about. So give us the lowdown of the awards and the arts evening that's coming up on the 29th at the State. Yeah. So... Biannually, we do these awards in the arts, and uh, it was two years ago we held, held it at the Pavilion, mm -hmm. um, and it's it's just a really great opportunity to highlight local artists. One of the great things about it is it's peer-based nominations, so anybody that's going to receive an award uh, next Tuesday will have been nominated from the community. So it's not the Arts Council deciding who gets to be selected, uh, which is really exciting because right. I think anytime you can give a voice to the people, they'll uplift the people that need to be yeah. seen, which is great because uh, we don't want to be the, we don't want to be in charge of that. And and I think that's really important to, to recognize and a bigger part of it, not just the awards section, is just the nomination process and uplifting those artists and say, Look at how many wonderful people are in the community doing great things mm -hmm. that deserve to be recognized. Um, and we'll start actually uh, rolling those out by tomorrow because uh -huh. uh, today is the last day for nominations, <laughs> which this is Monday. Um, and I think we're we're just excited to see what that what that pool looks like. So this year we had kind of a different thing happening because we are actually pairing our awards event with a film that we were helping support uh, earlier in this year, and it'll be the screening of this film, uh, documentary film called Elevate, which follows four artists in our community, and they're actually past microgrants recipients. And so it gives a little, um, a little slice of life or a right. little, uh, it's a little of a do documentary about these four artists in the community. And it's 30 minutes, but we'll be doing a panel discussion afterwards. Mm -hmm. And I just love the idea of having it at the State Theater. I think that's really important to support that 
uh, and if you haven't been to the State Theater, it's a really great opportunity out. to like sit down in those seats and never want to leave. <laughs> so what a great what a great um, to pair these two events together. So Elevate will be the first event and then we'll fall uh do a little cocktail hour and some music and then we'll start our awards ceremony and then the end uh evening should conclude about nine o'clock so all right nice night then yes yeah and uh, you know the thing about the state theater is uh i think this would be very interesting from an awards standpoint uh because the people that have been to the state understand that they have nice seats that recline yes and you can crack a beer Yes, yes, yes. So I'm thinking, well, you know, in somebody, uh, if they get an award, uh, will they have to get out of the recliner first before they get their award? Yes. I mean, I think <laughs> we might we might make prompts for people to, you know, if you were nominated in this category, you might want to put the up. seat down. Yeah. Yeah. Put your seat back up. Um, and I think that's just such a lovely space. Again, I mean, just mm -hmm. all the history around Sioux Falls within that theater. Um, being able to utilize the big screen there, which is fantastic. And then to tie in some of the, you know, our performances throughout. So generally we do awards, but then peppered throughout the award ceremony, we actually have live performances from artists, spoken word poets, uh, dancers. We've got uh, a lot of things uh, that we're excited to, we're going to be releasing that information soon. So I can't give you the lowdown okay. today, All right. but um yeah, cool just finalizing those things. So it's really more than just awards. It's really a celebration of all things creativity in our community. How many awards are there then? So there's- In terms of categories, et cetera. So there are four categories. Mm -hmm. So you have the Individual Artist Award. Um, then we also have an Innovation Projects Award. So um, innovative product, our projects being um, trying to think of some from the past that we've had and I'm just drawing blanks as I say so I'm going to move forward uh, yes. the next one is our forwards arts award which is for businesses and organizations that okay. are doing great things that are supporting the arts in our community and then the fourth award is the Charlotte Carver Lifetime Achievement mm -hmm. Award which is a really special award uh, named after one of our long-term board members and one would argue you know the the matron of the arts right. here in Sioux Falls uh, Charlotte Carver so those are just uh, a few of those things. We have a really great, uh, every year we do the awards, we select an artist to create the awards. And this year, Tony Millette has created the award. Oh, nice. And he's a ceramist and a woodworker and just an amazing human being. And so we're so excited to unveil these beautiful sculptural awards uh, that people will be taking home if they're uh, selected in those categories. You know what's great? I, I love the words that you used, uh, and it comes up so often when we talk about particular artists, or not even particular artists, but majority of them, and an amazing human being, too. Mm -hmm. And I, I love the fact that we get to personalize that, that art is a personal thing that's meant for the public. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's aesthetics, but there's, there's a human behind everything, right? right? Um, there's a story to everything. Yeah, and that's something that we're we're trying to focus more on with the Arts Council, um, hence the documentary, mm -hmm. uh, Elevate, is really, we see things on the street or you maybe hear their music, but who are these people that are the creatives in our community? And I think when you can start really realizing that there's a beautiful story behind that, it, it, it makes the art even more impactful and 
I mean, I personally like to buy original artwork from artists, from them, from their hands. Yeah. It's my favorite thing to do because I take that piece home with pride. And then I have a wonderful story to share with my friends and family who come to visit my home or come into my space. And I think that's if we can tie those emotions to that more than just what they look like, I think that just is the best. I, I'm running out of wall space in my home studio, oh boy, though. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> Although I, I did have somebody say that they were going to reserve one of them. So, oh, yeah. Uh, that it's like, okay, well, bring it on then. <laughs> yes, it's very hard. Yeah, we just had Art Collective, and I think that's like hard to walk through there and not leave with your hands just full. Yeah. Uh, I, I go through and uh, that's where my love and I end up getting lots of business cards. And then we go back home and go, oh, remember that? That was really cool. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, or it becomes a, oh, that person needs to be on the show <laughs> and, and so forth. Yes. So yes. Uh, it, it's a great way, uh, you know, for those artists to network, but also for them to get an opportunity to be seen. And that's another event that is growing, too. I, yes, and the support for that yeah. from the pavilion is incredible to see them taking artwork off the walls to allow local artists to put artwork on the walls to sell, which is kind of one of those things. It's like kind of magical, right? <laughs> it's and, and, very and all, magical. Yeah, they, it's it's a very cool thing. It's it's fun to see that program evolve. All right, so we've we've got the micro grants. We've got uh, the Elevate movie that's coming out to go along with the Arts Awards on Tuesday the 29th mm -hmm. at the State Theater. Um, what else? Because, uh, you know, it, it's been a long time since we've had you on the show to talk about, you know, Sioux Falls Arts Council in general. What are the types of things that uh, people don't know about the organization? Oh, boy. Um, I think two of the bigger things, and one that, I mean, it's something that we do and we've been doing for several um, iterations of this is the Arts and Economic Prosperity Study, mm -hmm. which is uh, maybe people have seen me and my crew out there getting out, handing out surveys at different public events for the arts, um, specifically ones hosted by nonprofits. And that is data that's collected every five years. In this case, it was every seven years because of um, COVID. So they pushed the... Uh, the surveying back a little bit, but we worked with uh, six other arts councils across the state to collect data that will be uh, rolling out. I think around October, we'll start seeing those numbers. And what's interesting about those numbers is because sometimes we have to talk about the arts in a way of what's the economic impact. And it's never my favorite thing to talk about, but um, it's something that exists. And, and we support those efforts at this point of, of showing like what what do people spend when they come to a Levitt show or go to the pavilion for a Broadway show or any other arts nonprofit events? And it's it just paints a great picture for some funders and some businesses that want to see that in order to support the arts. My other favorite conversation is just supporting the arts because we absolutely love right. it. Right. Um, and that's something we're we're moving towards. And and I think, again, going back to that storytelling, Dave, is that what we're really passionate about now is, you know, besides the economic impact there's that personal story. And to me, I think that's where the gold is. That's the gem right there that we need to talk more about and, and invest our funding into telling those artist stories and making sure that people know who they are and what it's all about. Yeah, when you said the businesses supporting uh, and so forth, that made me think of the fact that, um, you know, something that we see now in businesses and we see in restaurants and bars, we see art now. Whereas, you know, maybe two decades ago, we didn't. 
Yes. Yeah. And I think that can iterate and, and get better. Right. I mean, mm -hmm. those are just kind of what I would consider like toes in the water as businesses that are providing wall space for artists to sell their work. But what does that look like when businesses start commissioning uh, art? So or, you know, I think there's some models, too. And I don't know every ins and outs of, you know, performing in in the bars and the restaurants and the community. But but giving business owners this idea that it's worth putting your money in towards that, you know, to, to paying those artists to be there because the ambiance and, and the um, the what that brings to their business is so important. And so just valuing it more of like not a cherry on the top kind of a thing like, oh, that'd be nice. Yeah. But uh, this is is just as important as the electricity and the pipiness, like really the heart of your business can can come from the art. So I think that's something that we're hoping to help move forward. Yeah, I, I think we're getting to be a an arts community. Uh, from your standpoint, and then as you take a look at, you know, things like tourism and, uh, you know, other states and what they're doing, are we getting to the point that we are an arts destination? So, such a loaded question. <laughs> um, I think aesthetically, maybe uh, we have things that we can point to that will bring tourists in. But I think if you really want a thriving arts community, we need to provide more support for those individual artists. And I think that the big shiny things are great and, and that's going to get people there. But like uh, live work studio spaces for artists, that's huge. We don't have that right now. You know, I mean, if you look to Minneapolis and to the great state of Minnesota, they have a lot of funding that comes from the state level. And that's something that I think, you know, we could always strive for more is more funding. And um, it, it's... It's one thing that we do get some funding. I think that's great and don't want to discredit. There's so many great things happening right now, but how do we push that further? How do we really become an arts destination is is really supporting those artists and, and providing more funding opportunities, providing more space for artists to work because they really do carve out the greatest spaces, right? They, yeah. I mean, our downtown was pretty bleak at one point. And I, of course, you know, yes, development came in, but those developments are led by into artist areas. I think I've heard that so many times of real estate agents looking to see where the artists are hanging out because mm -hmm. that's where they want to invest yet. And I don't know if I'm happy with that conversation necessarily because <laughs> we're talking about gentrification and all these other things that are yeah. really are really affecting our community. But I think it's it's to be said, you know, if we really want to keep this rolling, we need to really put our money where our mouths are as far as funding and supporting the artists. I mean, through what we're doing with micro grants is just a just a toe in the water. Dave. We could do so much more and we need to be doing more uh, in encouraging um, at a city level and at a state level to continue to think bigger. Because if we want that, if we want to tote that name of the arts mecca in South Dakota, yeah. uh, we really have to start doing more. Yeah, because I, I know that you and I have uh, very similar thoughts on that in, in things that need to be here in town. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's just, we've got to be getting close, if nothing else. You know, it, it, because it, it, with how much it's growing, and maybe mm -hmm. it needed that growth before anything else, be, before we could get to the point of calling ourselves an arts destination. Um, it's, it's still the fact that we're doing it. And, you know, we've got a lot of people that want to be doing this and get it going even further. We just need some support in some other areas yet. Yeah, you know, and 
one percent for the arts would be great. Yeah. You know, there, there's a lot of different models that other states do have that help support these and taxes are one of them. And that's like a four letter word in our um, <laughs> in our community. And I get that. But it, it's it's one thing to talk about, you know, I'm going to put this painting on the wall or I'm going to support this one effort. But really, there's so much more that has to happen. And I think, yeah, we're. We're just there. I'd love to say we were we're done. I would be out of a job. And actually that should be my goal in life is to not have to work anymore, right? Is to True. When yeah. when the, the I feel like the, well. Yeah, things are going so well I can quit my job, which would be yeah. great. But um we just have a long way to go. And I, but I think it's worth the journey and the battle. And I think there's a lot of artists that are sticking around. But that's another one thing I worry about without having that support and that can you know thinking that forward, we, we do lose artists to different communities because they see the grants that they could be receiving in Minnesota and they move there so they can get those, which is unfortunate because that could be happening here too. Very true. All right. Uh, so we've talked about, uh, the arts awards. We've talked about, uh, making sure that you, uh, hear about micro grants, which is just phenomenal. Um, and uh, by the way, I love the fact that the micro grant is one of the easiest things you can ever apply for here. Yep. Yeah, it can be done online. Uh, but the one thing that you should do if you're going to apply for a micro grant is make sure that you list yourself as an artist in the artist directory. How many are in the artist directory now? That thing's got to be getting pretty big. It is. I There's an ongoing thing with my board that if I hit 300, then they'll buy me lunch, which is something <laughs> I've been working towards for a while. I have been eating. Trust me, I've been okay. eating food. But it, I just, it's kind of one of those things, you know, you can lead a horse. Right. Um, and it's not that difficult. And actually, we worked with um, an incredible web developer to create a new website. So when you go to our website and he's made the process much easier mm -hmm. to actually apply for the um, for everything that we're doing, but also to navigate our website and to get on that artist directory. And that's just about as easy as it can get now. So we're looking forward to finding more and more artists. And that's that's the real gem about it is you can register on that uh, as a artist and you can link to your social or any of your websites or anything that you're doing, your Patreon or whatever that is, um, and put up to four images and leave it there. And so when right. we actually get approached by other businesses and, or say like Avera is looking for artists, it's hard for me to say, Oh yeah, well, you know who you should talk to Amelia. She's amazing. Well, she is amazing, but that's not my place to be picking one artist out of the whole pot of artists that we have on there, but I can direct them to that website and show them like, look at all these amazing artists in our community. They can search them by uh, their uh, artist discipline. And then what we also do is we then offer those businesses or organizations that are providing opportunities to uh, be added to our email list. So we email all of the artists from our artist directory a list of opportunities at least once a month, sometimes more of different things that are coming up. Maybe they're auditions, calls for art, uh, other opportunities. Sometimes job postings will come up on that. Um, and that's another way for us to support the artists as living, working artists that are here doing things in the community because we want them to stay around. Oh, do we ever? Yes. Because we love our art. There's no doubt about that. Uh, what makes art um, make you happy? What, what when you <laughs> decided to uh, become executive director of an arts council, why? I have no idea. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, I, I, you know, I've always had an affinity for the arts since I was a little girl. And although I don't find myself as being 
the best creator of art. I've always just been drawn to it. It's it's been something that's really impacted my life at a young age. And and, you know, I feel like anytime I can support the arts community in Sioux Falls and, and help an artist get to where they need to go or make the connection that they need, that that's what that's my gem. I mean, yeah. the kind of art that I create is very interesting. And most people that know me and have experienced some of the pieces that I worked on, it's a little out there. So as a creator, I don't create a lot, but I'm very passionate about helping others create and making sure that they have what they need to do so. All right. You know, the usual two questions at the end of the show. Uh, so when you're not part of the arts community, what do you like to be entertained by? I don't know if there's a lot of my world that exists outside of that, but um, I mean, it is, yeah. it's, you know, when you're, I mean, just like you and your wife go to every yeah. single, I swear you go to every single performance. I admire you so much oh, for that. Um, but it, you know, I do, I'm a, I'm a big part of my neighborhood association. Mm -hmm. I just uh, ended up somehow becoming president of the McKinnon Park Neighborhood <laughs> Association. So uh, we're to be determined if that's a great thing. And that's kind of a nice flex because it's it's working directly with my community. So um, part of that that was a little outside of that role uh, was organizing our neighborhood rummage. So I'm really passionate about sustainability and, mm -hmm. you know, recycling and, and a, a neighborhood rummage seemed like a really good way to check a couple of those boxes. So we just had our uh, fifth annual neighborhood rummage. We got signs this year, so I thought that was really cool that we moving on up. We we are doing all the things. We probably will never be as big as Kingswood, but uh, the goal is to just you know get neighbors to go shop each other's stuff, yeah. to have fun, and it's real lighthearted. But um, we had 34 houses on that, which I thought that was really incredible. We really highlighted that. Um, so some of the community service. Right now, I'm not volunteering with. Uh, a lot of different organizations, but I'm also uh, president of the nonprofit that I came from, uh, the Sioux Falls Design Center, and we just helped Fisley sponsor a program called um, Say It Loud, South Dakota, which highlights women in BIPOC uh, workers within the built environment. So that's from electricians to plumbers to architects to interior designers to artists. Mm -hmm. um, and that show is actually going to be coming up here, I think September, October. And then that show will travel the state. And it's uh, Beyond the Built Environment was created by an architect out of New York, um, one of the few black women architects like in that community that has really decided to take her voice and help elevate a lot of other uh, individuals like herself in the community. And so she tours these um, shows. So they collect the uh, information from the community and then they present it on these panels and it'll be at the pavilion and then it'll move to rapid. I think the doll is going to be presenting it and then maybe at the rotunda at the Capitol. I think that's where it's going next. So um it, feel, it all feels like work, though. I don't know how <laughs> I can like. Yeah. But uh, those are kind of where my passions are. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, spending time with my son and uh, my partner. Say, you've, you've got a little one. I do have a little house. one. Yeah. <laughs> He's still around. And we like to tote him around to different things. So he was at uh, Art Collective with us. Um, he's actually sat through a couple plays now, which we're pretty proud of that he can sit through. He loves the Levitt. So he loves to dance. So always becoming a big boy. He is. He's four. And so he's he's got a rhythm. He's got it in his hips. He he can 
he can do some things, incredible dance moves at his young age. And I, I think it's because like when he was a little, little, little wee little one, when he was first a newborn, we played like between like classical and Daft Punk. Mm -hmm. So we played a lot of like different types of music. And then we kind of like called music education at the dinner table where we ask, you know, Alexa to play us whatever random song we can think of. And he usually ends up, you know, we end up spending about an hour dancing around in our kitchen. So <laughs> the arts are definitely ingrained in our, our home yeah. and within my community. So it's hard to get away from it. All right. Kellen Boyce, executive director of Sioux Falls Arts Council. Always a pleasure. Thank you so much for spending time with us. Thanks for having me. And we'll be back in just a moment. Comedy magician and hypnotist Jesse Moffitt's right. He can't play the piano, but he can sure entertain crowds with his amazing magic and clever quips. His shows always make the participants the stars, especially when they've fallen asleep on stage. Uh, I mean, they've been hypnotized. Are you the party planner in your group? Then you owe it to your group to make the event magical, even if it puts you to sleep. Here's how. For booking information, go to Jesse Moffat Entertainment on Facebook. That's J-E-S-S-E-M-O-F-F-I-T-T. -S -S -E or call 605-929-0964. Dr. Perry Langston and Dr. Corey Tooney know excellence is in you. That's why they provide you with excellent care at XL Chiropractic, improving your overall health in spirit, body, mind, and will. Get results the natural way. Arrange a consultation, 605-332-9235 or exochiros.com. Excellent care for excellent people. XL Chiropractic, located at 4309 South Racket Drive in Sioux Falls. For him, every day is a holiday. Here again, Dave Holly. Welcome back, everyone. Always such a pleasure to talk about Sioux Empire Arts and Entertainment. You know I'm going to start off saying that every time we have a conversation because it's true. It's just <laughs> the way that it is. And it's always great to have a, a new guest on with us. And from Queen on the scene, we have Melissa Bentley. How are you? Hi, I'm doing well. Thank you. How about Glad you? I, I, if I were any better, I'd be twins. <laughs> Yeah, I always love using that line. It's it's one I actually stole from a guy he worked with about 25, 30 years ago. But, uh, hey, if it's I've good, always, you keep it, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and if it's good, you keep it. And, <laughs> and you're keeping a lot of great stuff for the LGBTQ community in terms of uh, wearable art. Yes. Yeah, not just, you know, it's, it's not just visual art. It's the fact that you've got pins, you've got shirts and so forth. And uh, so how did this whole thing start then? Well, um, I think it was about, uh, I want to say, uh, almost almost a year ago now. Mm -hmm. um, I actually ran into Quinn, mm -hmm. uh, owner of Queen on the right. Scene. And uh, we had known each other from Pride. I had always stopped by their booth, everything like that. So, um, But we had got to talking and discussing um, and they were looking to to build out more of their pins. They wanted mm -hmm. to um, expand their their pin line overall and kind of reach new audiences. So um, we started getting um, together, and um, we have a new pin line, um, and we're actually calling. We just came up with the division of it. It's going to be kink on the scene, <laughs> and so we're kind of dipping into to that um, 
that community because I can authentically represent mm-hmm. that side of it. Um, so um, ever since then, I've kind of been working with them, and I um, had the pins at my at Art Collective this weekend. Yes, um, they went over really well. I was so, gonna say, well, well, first of all, it's a yeah. when you see your booth, mm-hmm. it's bright. <laughs> You know, you've you've got the rainbow colors and just colors in general. Everything kind of pops out at people, doesn't it? Yes. Yep. I have um, all of my artwork, my visual art, Mm -hmm. um, art of Melgene, have all of that up there. And with where we were, we were able to hang it on the wall. So I have it literally surrounding me, in front of me, behind me, everywhere. Um, And then myself on my person, Uh I, I usually always wear some some form of a rainbow or yeah or whatnot yeah so. it always got, as uh, my wife says the abb always be branding <laughs> yes <laughs> so, you know, if yes you, if you're wearing your merch it helps <laughs> <show> it. <laughs> for sure and i um yesterday i had a shirt from one of the fellow vendors and so mm-hmm. kind of helped to cross pollinate in that kind of a sense right yeah um so if people say oh i love your shirt hey you know what this guy's you right know down. Yeah. a few booths down that way you can get get your own or or that sort of thing so yeah so it's great that this uh, art collective is uh how often are the shows now on? these happen um they've been happening happening um twice a year for a while now right yep it used to just be in the fall um i was actually mm-hmm. just talking with my husband um travis about it um because he's been at, um going to them since they were pretty much um, initiated and so they now they happen at twice a year and so there will be another one before the end of the year i i believe yeah so. and i i envision it uh, even more so i just have the feeling with the crowds that have mm-hmm. been there the fact that you've got uh, the pavilion yeah uh, to be able to have that in and you know in in uh, a pretty good size space for all yes. of you yeah but that is that is a hefty space yeah so. but that space is starting to get filled up too. it is we had um the last number it was just over 80 artists wow in that one room well we had that big room and then the little one off to the side as well um on the third floor of the pavilion so um i really enjoyed being able to just hang my stuff on the wall because mm-hmm. my big canvases and those sort of things are they take up a lot of space. Right. <laughs> so trying to, even with the eight foot table, um, there's just not enough space. And so being able to fill up that wall helps quite a bit. Yeah, so, and no I know doubt. it helps um, fellow artists mm-hmm. as well, being able to do that. Uh, so your your pin collection for Queen yeah. on the Scene, now Kink on yes. the Scene as well. Yes. Uh, you know, obviously we don't want to use uh, some of the uh, things that uh, some of them say, but, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, give us an idea of what uh, people can expect when they stop by your booth sometime in the future, yeah. or they want to go online and, and order some of these. What uh, what are what are the big sellers and so forth? Uh, the My favorite ones are the pride flags. Mm-hmm. Um, they're a unique way of displaying the pride flag um it is uh an open mouth tongue mm-hmm. um, it's actually modeled after the owner quinn um <laughs> and we just have the different flags actually on the tongue so you know we have your uh general rainbow flag um we have um as of right now we have the rainbow pansexual bisexual uh lesbian um polyamory uh, the trans pride flag uh, non-binary and asexual, um, but mm-hmm. we are working on probably a dozen more okay. um, across different. Like an ally pin too. Um, we do have. You do have. Um, okay. Yep, yeah. we have a kind of a little banner ally pin. Uh huh. Um, we may look into doing. 
the tongue for the ally pin, but there's a few other ones that I kind of want to get in there first. Um, but yeah, we ha um, in my mind, I, I can think of probably another dozen tongues that we want to <laughs> <laughs> that we want to get out there um, are you seeking tongue models <laughs> <laughs> nope nope we are going to keep uh keep the the pin modeled after the owner because that's the consistent thing throughout right, yeah um but yeah i i love them i love being able to you know um i actually have some keychains here and i i just have all of the ones just uh -huh. um displayed and since working with Quinn, I had extra material and extra canvas and that sort of thing. So I actually made like some key fobs and that's what uh -huh. I have here. And so being able to kind of display a whole row of them, um, because over the years, like I said, I had stopped by their booth and um, had my own collection already. And now working uh, with Quinn is just like, oh, well, now I have just about every single one <laughs> so i need somewhere to put them but i liked being able to change them out rather than like mm -hmm. put them on a jacket or things like that so how important is it for the lgbtq community to have a source of art to have pins to have t-shirts and so forth uh, i think it's very important um just a visual representation um quinn has always said that it's it's speaking without words like mm -hmm. you have it on display, you know exactly, you can find your crowd, you can find your your people and just be like, oh, I, <laughs> I recognize that, you know, yeah. so it's, and to be able to have one, like a unique way of being able to do that that's based out of Sioux Falls is is really cool to me and being being able to work with them mm -hmm. to expand this and we're looking at out-of-state events and things right. like that to bring these to vend and we're... Um, vending at more local events as well rather than just pride right because this is an all all year thing true not just yeah. pride so we want to be able to give that representation to to our community whenever we can all right well they are always like i said that yeah the booth is bright and uh, yeah. beautiful and in every way and uh, i guess that's why I, I i get attracted to it you know being an ally and, and mm -hmm. having so many friends that are in the lgbtq community and we to like to bring a little them. color to your life yes you do yeah, no <laughs> doubt about that dave you can't always wear dark purple sorry <laughs> go lavender <laughs> it's a different shade it's still a yeah, color exactly yeah <laughs> and what uh what got you started in art then oh man um art i've been doing that since i was little like i i had markers um and I just thought about this the other day. Uh, I work more in an abstract sense. Uh -huh. And when I was little, I would take markers. I would take the black one, scribble a shape, and then take the color ones and fill it, fill in. it in. Oh, yeah. my. You so, are right up David's alley. <laughs> I do that. It's, this is the Dipsy Doodle <laughs> production studio, by the way. Yeah, I, I actually learned that. Uh, a long time ago, I was mm -hmm. uh, when I worked at Kello AM, okay, and, and had an easygoing uh, morning talk show, and uh, we would have these booklets to go through to find guests, you know, strange things and so forth, and it was talking about how doodling is good for you, mm. and so I called that person and, and had him on the air, and uh, I said, well, you know, what kind of doodling you do? She says, well, she says I just kind of take this dark pencil mm -hmm. first. 
and just let my hands go free and try to fill it in. And then I fill it in with the colors. And I thought, well, God, that's something I can do. And I've, it's been relaxing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. I, I don't do it as often as I would love to. Right. Uh, but still, it's like, you know, you've got a few things that don't look bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I, I'll do Except, that. you know, I started that mm-hmm. like when I was a 40. You started this probably at four. <laughs> uh, probably about then, yeah. <laughs> um, but, it, you know, it's obviously progressed from, from markers and paper to, you know, paints and canvas. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, I actually have a signature picture that I take because uh, I always get paint on my hands regardless right. of what I'm doing. Um, so I always, I kind of... Uh, have my palm facing me kind of over what I'm working on and then focus on the hand so they can't really like it's a sneak peek yeah but you see like oh made another mess today yeah they gotta start the the imagination Mm -hmm. which is uh which really uh plays into then you being uh more of an abstract yeah uh person in in your artwork and so forth because Mm -hmm. uh well as you can see we've got an abstract up here yeah and uh I I love my wife and I both think it looks like our cat. <laughs> I can see that, you though. You can see that, yeah. though. But, but, you know, people, you know, when they take a look at an abstract work, everybody gets a different idea. Exactly. Yeah. And that that's the biggest thing that I love about abstract, because I, I had something in mind, an emotion, mm-hmm. uh, a mindset, something to that effect when I was making it. And that's what I think of whenever I see it. But someone else is going to walk up and say, you know what? I see this. Right. And it's like. That's perfect. You know, um, I made a painting a couple years ago that was kind of a a dark background and it had like white handprints on it and things like that. And it was me kind of, um, the white handprints represented like pulling me out of my own mind. Mm -hmm. Um, Can't say the name of it, but it was to that effect. And someone else was like, oh no, they were a huge... Um, like horror movie okay. Um, buff and everything like that and the background was like a dark red with the white handprints and uh, so they, they thought were... horror film right. with it and they're like nope I gotta have that so I actually had to make a copy because one person bought the original and they saw the original and they're like I need one and so I kind of made a copy oh, wow. for them yeah yeah so that's awesome yeah do you get so... uh, yeah um do people ask you to make particular paintings? Um, I do have uh, commissions every now and then. Okay. Um, a lot of, or most of them lately have been, oh, I really loved that piece that you did. Can you recreate that only in these different parameters? Mm-hmm. And so um, I actually have one starting up in September. It's going to be a three-piece one that I've made. Um, in the last few years, I've started um, putting rope into my pieces oh mixed um, as, media yep, stuff yep as you yeah, saw in there is, so yeah. uh the three piece i'm going to make is actually um it's titled bound by sense or bound by senses and mm-hmm. it's a play off of um rope bondage but it also um has the senses so the rope is over the eyes over the ears and over the mouth and so it's you know a play off of the three monkeys right. what kind of reaction do you get on something like that um, all positive so far, honestly. Good. People look at yeah. it and they're just like, holy cow. Yeah. Like, Whoa. <laughs> or maybe you use a different word so than cow. Cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and with the rope art, I get one of two responses. It's either, oh, that's so cool. You've added macrame to your art. 
And I'm like, kind of. <laughs> um, and then the other response is, oh, that looks like this thing over here. Uh, and I'm like, it's more that thing over, over there. there. <laughs> <laughs> but the, um, depending on the response, I know where to take the, the conversation. <laughs> oh, true. Yeah, yeah, very true in that regard. <laughs> yes, I am a multimedia artist. Yeah. Or yes, I am yeah. a rope bondage artist. So it just depends. <laughs> Which either, either way works, right? Correct, okay. yes. <laughs> as as Same principles, piece. honestly, but, because yeah. a lot of the knots are similar and that sort of thing. It's just the origination where it where it comes mm-hmm. from so. uh being commissioned th- mm-hmm. that has to be one of the better feelings for an artist <sighs> yes very much so oh. because it's like i love your art so much i need to pay you in order to make me one like just right. reaching out i love when people buy my art from a show something mm-hmm. like that but if they've seen something that i've made and they're like nope i need something like that only you know change it to you know whatever colors or something like that that i want um yeah it definitely an ego boost and just like thank you (laughs) (laughs) yeah that is the great part of it no doubt yes Uh, it's always good to be complimented to know that what you're doing is worthwhile validation yeah validation thank you that was what i was looking for yes uh but uh, you know that always helps and it uh, helps you then in the selling part of it as well yes very much uh, and and i will compliment you on that thank uh you. in terms of um you know when you go to a not not even so much an, an art show but mm-hmm. when it's an arts and crafts yes and yep. you walk in and the people behind the booth are just mm-hmm. kind of expecting you to just buy something. And they, they don't, right. hey, hi, hello, how are mm-hmm. you? Oh, yeah, well, this particular piece was, you know, and right. it's like, so good for you that, uh, you. you know, that is, uh, it, and you got a great personality, too. So, you know, <laughs> that helps sell things. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I was in, in customer service for a while, so I can kind of, right. I, you know, those transferable skills, right? Yes. Like you take those on and. Uh, well, that didn't work, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go this way, and um, you know it's always well you get more flies with sugar than vinegar, right? So, yeah. um, and just you know talking talking to the people because that's right. That's you know what people want. Like if you're, I I don't care. Like if if you you walk up to my booth and I like your dress, I'm gonna say I love your dress, <laughs> not just because you're gonna buy something, mm-hmm. but. Just being able to talk to people, and I've had great interactions without even a sale, and that's one of the biggest things I take away, especially from Art Collective or any art show like that, just being able to find those different people to have those discussions with. What uh, is the importance to you? Because we talked about the fact that, you know, there's validation. Mm-hmm. You get that uh, feeling, you know, anytime you sell something or just a great conversation and so forth. But what about when you put something down on canvas or multimedia or however you look at it mm-hmm. what is going through your heart and soul it it really depends on what's happening in my life um you know in high school it was a lot more writing um but i was going through harder deeper heavier stuff mm-hmm you know at the time right uh then um i didn't really i hadn't channeled into my my creative side as far as um creating art with that so since then it's been okay i'm going to 
you know, I, f- I f- uh, have a draw to red and black. I'm going to, I'm going to make something with red and black. And sometimes it will be a vision in my head, like the, the one with the white hand prints mm-hmm. that I talked about. I knew I wanted to have darker red on the outside and lighter red on the inside and kind of a swirl effect. Right. And like some splatters and stuff like that. So sometimes I'll get that kind of image in my head and I'll be like, okay, I know what to create now. And then once I get that, I'm like, okay, now what? <laughs> um, so I've always said that I go off of my emotions a lot and I, I put a lot of my emotions right. into my paintings. Um, so it just kind of really depends on the day and yeah well you know and and that's what you hear uh, from a lot of artists mm-hmm. um you know it's uh the fact we put that, ourselves into our art yeah and and yeah. that's the way it should be yes art should be personal for sure for the artist and the person buying and and putting the art on display in their own home mm-hmm. it, it needs to be personal and i think that's you know, going back to reasons for abstract, it doesn't have to, you know, it's not a fruit. It doesn't have to look the specific way. It can just be a paint splatter and it's, you know, that's happiness because it's, you yeah. know, or a, an angry slash on the, on the canvas's anger, you know, it, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be a picture perfect type. Right. Of creation. All right. So if people are interested in your creations, whether mm-hmm. it's uh, Queen on the Scene, Kink on the Scene, or Scene. scene. I, I think <laughs> I missed something in there. Uh, and uh, and your own artwork then. Yeah. Where can they go? Uh, I am on Facebook and Instagram for mm-hmm. my personal art. Um, it is Art of Mel Jean. Mm-hmm. Um, M-E-L-J-E-A-N. And then if you go through the posts in there, you can get a link to Queen on the Scene. They have their own uh, Facebook and Instagram, and then you can find, you know, link in bio type of thing to get to the website if you want to purchase any of the pins that way. Um, and we will have the kink on the scene pins available there as well. And we'll be posting updates all the time. Yeah. Um, we also have a newsletter that you can sign up for. Um, so just check out some of my most recent posts and you'll be able to get signed up for that as well. Good stuff. All right. Yeah. Now, I, I always like to end with two questions. Okay. The way question number one is answered predicates whether we're going to need uh, finally thought of that word uh, <laughs> it determines whether we'll end up asking the uh, the second question or not okay. but when mm-hmm. you're not part of the arts and entertainment scene what do you like to be entertained by uh i love the drag shows that we have going on mm-hmm. the burlesque burlesque shows in town um love going to those the energy is uh addictive yeah very Vibrant. electric yeah yes um and also uh, music. I love music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have a particular genre? Not really. Um, Good my, for you. <laughs> Seriously, I, it's my, I, I tell the story a lot, but it basically, and I don't want to uh, take away a whole bunch of time, but it yeah. just, it basically comes down to the fact that uh, I always tell people when they ask, well, what's your favorite music? I always say, good (laughs) yes um i i was in choir and band and stuff throughout Mm -hmm. college and so i i have a wide array of of what i like a lot of times i will go like the 90s alternative and Mm -hmm. rock um but i do uh, uh pink is one of my favorite artists so um the list of things i won't listen to is shorter than the things that i will yeah all right so then besides Mm -hmm. that any other hobbies um, I am c- 
community involved. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of goes hand in hand with the the kink on the scene um, aspect of queen on the scene. So I have um, hobbies within that. So all right, fantastic, Melissa Bentley. Thank you so much. Appreciate your time and uh, appreciate your art. Absolutely. Uh, well, you thank you so much for having well. me. Yeah, my pleasure. And uh, we'll be back with more of the Dave Holly Hour in just a moment. Check out the new ceramic studio in Sioux Falls, conveniently located off Kiwanis Avenue on 5th Street. TJS Ceramics. Bisque, studio time, or finished custom items are available. Visit TJS Ceramics Studio in Sioux Falls today. Never met a meal he didn't like. Here he is, Dave Holly. Thanks again to all our guests, Emilia Van Ert, Helen Boyce, and Melissa Bentley. The biggest thanks always goes out to you for listening. Thanks for downloading, as this episode should put us over the 15,000 mark. Thanks as well for sharing and following on social media and those cups of coffee. If you haven't so far, follow us on Facebook and Instagram. For all 194 episodes, go online at DaveHollyHour.com. As the Sioux Falls Arts Council says, together we aren't. As Arts South Dakota says, home is where the art is. As I say, put some art in your heart. Remember, my name is Dave Holly, and for me, every day is a holiday. Dave Holly Hour has been brought to you by TJS Ceramics Studio, Posh Boutique, The Sky and Tea, XL Chiropractic, Quality Nails, Jesse Moffat Entertainment, and the Sioux Falls Arts Council. If you would like to contribute to the continued success of this podcast, simply buy Dave a cup of coffee. Go to DaveHollyHour.com and click on the coffee cup icon. Don't forget to stay up to date on the show by following on Instagram and Facebook. The Dave Holly Hour is produced in the Dipsy Doodle Studios by Big D Entertainment. Thanks for listening. 